Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast for the Vineyard Church in Campbellsville, Kentucky. If you haven't already, we encourage you to check out our audio archive at vineyardcampbellsville.org. You can also subscribe on iTunes or wherever you like to get podcasts. And now, here's this week's message. I gotta enter my password, which is my finger. Isn't that neat? Okay. Well, my name's Emily Snyder, and I'm part of the preaching team here at the Vineyard. Welcome to church. Uh, Before we begin, I need for everybody to repeat three words after me. Are you ready? Don't leave me hanging. Are you ready? Happy birthday, Emily. Oh my gosh, how did you guys know? Today is my birthday, and I believe it's Mark's birthday, too. Yeah, we're birthday buds. Uh, I will be spending my 36th birthday uh, by watching my children perform in a Christmas play at a rival church here in town. (laughs) And I'm joking about the rival part, but not about the fact that that's how I'm spending my birthday. So thoughts and prayers. Uh, It's going to be a great year, though. It's the fourth Sunday of Advent. Do you guys know Christmas is soon? What? Huh? It is. Um, This is Love Sunday, and I'm really excited to be up here talking about that this morning. We're going to be in Luke chapter 1. If you want to pull up verse 39, that's where we're going to start. Here we go. A few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea. And what we mean by a few days later is a few days after she had an angelic visit from Gabriel that changed her whole life. So a few days after that, Mary hurried to the hill country, thank you, in Judea, where uh, Zachariah lived. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. And at the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child John the Baptist, little baby John the Baptist, leaped within her and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women and your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. You are blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what he said. Yeah, it's really sweet. So um, you may have heard me mention this before. I have three children. uh, And I remember the first time I felt each one of them kick. Uh, And when that first happens, it's like, a really big deal. Like you stop and you tell whoever you're with, I felt the baby kick. Or maybe you save that information for your significant other. Like, I felt the baby kick today. It is very newsworthy. Can anybody relate to what I'm, what I'm saying? It's very newsworthy. Now, as the pregnancy progresses, uh, it, it's still special, right? I mean, like, it is still special, but it's not like stop dinner, special, you know? I can remember doing the most mundane tasks and feeling the baby kick and just being like, oh, babe, cool, good. I'm going to finish washing dishes now, you know? 
Uh, it is no less special, but it becomes slightly less newsworthy. So what stands out to me in this passage is Elizabeth was about six months along. So she was well over halfway through her pregnancy. She had probably entered that phase of like, cool, we're feeling this all the time. So I'm not gonna, maybe she's not like me, but you know, I'm not gonna make a big deal about it. Uh, And there were no cell phones, obviously. Did you know that? (laughs) Mary hadn't sent a Marco Polo letting uh, Elizabeth know what had just happened to her. Uh, For all intents and purposes, we can read this passage and know that Elizabeth had no clue what had just happened to Mary. So when Mary walks in and Elizabeth is filled with the Holy Spirit and starts saying these things that she, she couldn't possibly have known, do you know what that tells me? Is that Elizabeth was paying attention. She was not just paying attention to what was happening within her body, but she was paying attention to what the Holy Spirit was doing in the room and in the atmosphere around her. Uh, And I think that's the invitation for us during the rest of this Advent season and on into the coming year is to pay attention. And that's the end. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Wouldn't that be funny? (laughs) Um, Okay, I don't know about you all, but this year feels particularly busier, especially compared to last year. We were all kind of still hiding, some of us. Um, But there's, there's whole songs, right, about how busy this time of year is. Uh, There's marshmallows for roasting. There's parties for hosting. There's caroling out in the rain. And I love all that stuff. I really do. And I think I've got a few Christmas people here who also do. Um, But for us as followers of Jesus in this moment, the invitation is not to speed up and sprint through the rest of this year, but to slow down. And it is not to distract ourselves with the marshmallows and the carols and the parties, but to pay attention to what's going on. Now, if you are like me, you may think, well, my Christmas schedule is already set. And we're going to Mima's next week. And uh, we, we got a cookie party coming up and I've just, you know, there's too much to do. You know what? Cool, fine, I'm with you. But even in the busyness, there is opportunity if we are paying attention to really press in. So that's what we're gonna talk about this morning. Sound good? Oh, good. Now I have permission to continue. Just kidding. Okay, when we're paying attention, the first thing is that we discover wonder and awe. So I want to tell you guys a little story. Back in March of 2020, um, my husband and I packed our kids up and we went on an uh, annual trip that we go on every year to Arizona. And I was really excited about this time because we were gonna go to the Grand Canyon and I'd always wanted to go there and I had never been. So we catch our flight, we get there, wait for our bags, we got our rental car. And then when you fly in, you gotta still drive like two or three hours. So we got, what I'm saying is, we got to our lodge well after dark. I didn't see anything there. And we were tired too. So put the kids to bed and we crashed big time. That morning, we wake up, 
we get ready to conquer our day. We're going to do a little hiking, which does not mean the same thing in my family as it probably does in yours. There are concrete paths involved and still a lot of whining. Not for me. Uh, We were going to do some hiking, Uh, but we went down to the lodge. We fed the kids breakfast, and then we started trying to find the shuttle that was going to take us all up the rim. And... (laughs) I was in um, vacation mom mode. Do you guys know about vacation mom? Have any of you ever been vacation mom? Jeannie's like me. Oh, Wendy, she's getting a really big point from her daughter. Vacation mom just wants everybody to have a nice time. And it is at the uh, expense of her own personal well-being and sanity that this happens. So I remember three things distinctly. I was digging around in my backpack trying to find Clorox wipes because there was this COVID-19 going around and I was going to wipe down our seats on the shuttle. Like that was going to make a difference. So I was trying to find Clorox wipe. I was trying to like keep track of the kids and I was having a spat with my husband about whether we were going in the right direction (laughs) and if we were on time and if this was really going to take us to what we thought it was going to take us to. And the whole time this was happening, the Grand Canyon was right here to my, from like me to Ray. I didn't notice it at all. How do you miss the Grand Canyon? You are not paying attention in a spectacular way. (laughs) I remember looking over finally, looking up and seeing it. Guys, I just cried. I cried and cried. One, because it's like amazing. But two, because I almost missed it. And I was filled with such like wonder and awe at what I was seeing. And here's the thing, that memory, uh, those feelings, bubble right back up into me when I read Elizabeth's words in this, in this passage and her saying, how can this be? How can it be that the mother of my Lord is in my home? How can it be that the Messiah, the unborn Messiah is here with me? When we are paying attention, we open ourselves up to wonder and awe. And here's the other thing. Oftentimes, what the Holy Spirit is doing is much like the beginning stages of a pregnancy, unseen, hidden, secret, and tucked away. And when we are paying attention, we see those things. I'm talking about things like work that the Holy Spirit like hasn't exactly birthed yet, hidden seeds in ground that seems like barren and hostile, Uh, work that the Lord is doing among people on the margins who are for all intents and purposes unseen by society. Our eyes can be open to those things, seeing where the Spirit is moving if we are paying attention. Uh, a thrill of hope, right? Yeah. So number two, okay, number two, Uh, what we give our attention to speaks to what we care 
most about, right? So I'm going to tell you three things that I don't care about. You ready? (laughs) I want you to pay attention to your own reaction to this, okay? Number one, Chris, I'm sorry, but college sports, I do not care. The entire, now I'll root for you, okay? But the entire institution of college sports could cease to exist and I would have no idea. I don't really care about it, so I'm not, what? Paying attention, not paying attention. Cars and vehicles. I have one. I got uh, rear-ended yesterday and I told my husband, you're gonna have to take the lead on this because the damage isn't that bad and I don't care. Like I'll just drive a dented car. I do not care. Every time we're like, this doesn't regularly happen in Campbellsville, but we're out of town and Dusty will be driving and he sees a cool car and he's like, this? And I'm just like, dude, what are you doing? He's like, oh, so whatever. Says a car. I can't even name a cool car because I don't, I don't care. I don't pay attention to it. Here's one that's really gonna hurt some feelings. You ready? Cryptocurrency. <laughs> I don't care. Here's what I hear when you tell me like, oh, crypto, whatever. You took a hundred dollars and you lit it on fire. But it's fine because the ashes are still worth $10. And if you just do that 10 more times, you make your $100 back. That's what I hear. And here's the thing. I know that's wrong. And I still do not care. And I don't pay attention to it. Now, if you found yourself feeling defensive over some of these things on my list, you probably care about the thing that I mentioned. Right? There's some car people in here. There's some crypto bros. Uh, (laughs) I'm not talking about Glenn, but I am. (laughs) Uh, There's people whose whole lives, are their families are supported by college sports. It's very important. I know. But let me tell you, If you find yourself feeling defensive or like, how could she not care about this thing? I bet you're paying attention to it, aren't you? Here are three things that I love to talk about. Books. Imagine. You know, my first job was at a public library in high school. I worked at the college library when I was in college, and I just spent eight years working at the local public library. I love books. I love to read them. I love to talk about them. I love to be around them. I love, I've got three books going at all times. A physical copy, a digital like ebook copy, and an audio book. I love a long audio book. I could talk about it forever, but I'm gonna move on. I love books. Travel. I actually do wanna hear all the boring details about your most recent stupid trip to wherever. I actually want to hear it. I want to know if you got a good deal. I want to know where you went. I want to know where you ate. Uh, I want to know if you enjoyed yourself. Did you like that place? Would you go again? Should I go? Okay. (laughs) I spend time just researching places to go and making pretend travel itineraries because I'm a nerd. I love it. Another thing, 
kitchen gadgets and know-how. Did you get a new uh, pot or pan for Christmas? Give me all the details. Spare none. Now, some of you heard the things on this list and you're like, boring, right? Don't care. Well, I guarantee you, if that is your reaction to these beloved things on my list, you do not pay attention to those things, right? So here's the truth for us this morning. And we see this time and time again from Adam and Eve all through the Old Testament to Zechariah and Elizabeth and Mary and Joseph and the shepherds and the wise men is that God's attention is on humanity. This can only mean one thing for us is that he cares about us. Read for that on Love Sunday. He loves us because he is paying attention. Can you go ahead and put up my picture? (laughs) Very wise old sage on Twitter this week. (laughs) Old. (laughs) Said something very profound. Don't get a big hand. Okay. Jesus, because he is human, we have the hope of his likeness. That's the goal, right? Oh, to be like him. Because he is God, we have the certainty of his promise. If you're looking for a way to slow down and pay attention in this Advent season, start by acknowledging all the ways God has shown his great and deep and wide love for you. And I'll even give you, I'll be even more directive. Start with this. Jesus born by human means, walking on dirt, eating food and breathing air just like us. Uh, Each one of those very human activities that Jesus participated in is hope for becoming like him. God never did expect us to rise up to his level until he first loved us enough to come down to ours. Okay, you can kill the picture. Thank you. Here's my last thing I want to say. Elizabeth was not just paying attention. She was faithful to say what she was experiencing out loud. And it was for the benefit of every single person in her home. And I love the contrast here because if you'll recall, things had been pretty quiet in her home for the past six months. Let's pull up Luke 1, 18. So this was Zachariah, Elizabeth's husband's encounter with the angel. It went a little sideways. Zachariah said to the angel, how can I be sure this will happen? The angel had just said that his very old wife was gonna get pregnant. I'm an old man now. My wife is also well along in years. He didn't say old. He didn't call her old. Then the angel said, I am Gabriel. I stand in the very presence of God. It was he who sent me to bring you this good news. But now, since you didn't believe what I said, you will be silent and unable to speak until the child is born. For my words will certainly be fulfilled at the proper time. So when Elizabeth says to Mary, like, you're blessed because you believed that God would do what he said he was gonna do. 
that packs a little extra punch. I imagine her kind of being like, unlike this guy, you know? He did not. But really, those words, um, they feel really special to me because God chose a human to carry out his will for the entire world and for all of history and for all of the future. And Mary had a choice and Zachariah had a choice. We are told uh, in scripture that Mary chose to believe and to obey. She chose well. And to hear this confirmation spoken out loud by her cousin who had no idea what had actually been done, it had to, Mary had to have been overcome by God's great faithfulness. That's what we read this morning. That was her reaction to Elizabeth's words. Aaron, you did a beautiful job. If Mary hadn't given voice to what was happening, the opportunity would have been missed to support Mary, to prop her up and to encourage her in the calling she had received from the Lord. So in this Advent season, as we make an effort to slow down, (laughs) we would be well advised to like say out loud the things we see God doing especially as it pertains to things that seem hidden, mysterious, tucked away. Here at the Vineyard, that's very normal. We encourage all of you to listen to the Holy Spirit and to say what you hear. Sometimes that can look like giving somebody a prophetic word. A prophetic word is not, God told me you're gonna marry me. (laughs) That ain't it. Um, But okay, just as an example, after we got done praying this morning, Kevin Durham came up to me and he gave me uh, just a word of encouragement um, before I came up here. And it was really sweet and it was really good and it encouraged my heart Um, because I'd had a lot of coffee this morning. I was feeling nervous about getting up here. (laughs) But thank you, Kevin. That's an example of listening to the Holy Spirit and then saying out loud what you see and feel happening. It can also just be like, I don't know, somebody comes to your mind and you just shoot them a text. Hey, how are you? How are you doing? It's really easy. It's really easy. Also, this involves paying attention to the choppy waters that some people may be in and being a place of safe, still harbor for them. Let's remember that I'm, we, we all just conjecture that Mary, I mean, there was some drama there, right? A pregnant virgin, yeah, right. That's what we would all think. Yet that is what happened. And I imagine she was fleeing to Elizabeth's house for a myriad of reasons, but one is maybe just to like get out of town, you know? And Elizabeth, by paying attention to the Holy Spirit and then saying out loud what she heard was creating a place of welcome, not just for Mary, but for Jesus himself. So as we are paying attention, if we see somebody in those choppy waters, let's make it a point uh, to just be a safe, calm, and still place where they can receive from the Lord and where they can feel welcome to receive from the Lord. Um, What Adam said last week, it really really touched me. He said, we are deeply cared and cared for and loved by God. And to begin to show that love and care uh, to those around us 
It only increases our capacity to then continue receiving the love and care from the Father. And perhaps we could consider this like part two of that message. Beginning to show love and care to those around us starts with paying attention to those around us. And then acting on the promptings of the Holy Spirit, whether it's saying out loud what you see or putting your hands and feet to the work of caring for others. Um, yeah, the, the band can come up if they'd like to make their way. Um, I, I've just been praying this week, like, Jesus, I want to have the awareness of Elizabeth to see the hidden ways that God is working and moving in my life and in the world around me and then to say them out loud for the benefit of everybody else in the room. And I wanna organize my life in such a way that there's time and space to do the paying attention, which is hard. So I feel like some of us, um, just kind of a word that I got before while I was like preparing. Um, some of us just need to receive the care of the Lord. Thanks again for stopping by the podcast of the Vineyard Church in Campbellsville, Kentucky. If you'd like to keep up with what's happening at the Vineyard, you can follow us on social media. Until next time.